When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Michigan fans. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maize and Brew with another edition of our Orange Bowl podcast series. Daily recaps of the events surrounding the big matchup of number two Michigan versus number three Georgia in the college football playoff semifinal version of the Orange Bowl at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. It's going to be a big game and a big night on New Year's Eve tomorrow night. But as far as today is concerned, Thursday, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, Georgia head coach Kirby Smart, they had a joint press conference in the morning hours. And a few hours later, they were side-by-side in person for the Orange Bowl coaches luncheon in Jungle Island in Miami. And that was an event hosted by ESPN's Chris Fowler. Fowler will be calling the game on Friday night with Kirk Herbstreet by his side. And let's just get into what happened and who said what and who did what. But one of the bigger quotes of the day, I felt, was Jim Harbaugh was asked about contract issues that transpired last season. Ultimately, Jim Harbaugh was extended, but he did take a pay cut, about half of his salary. It was an incentive-laden contract, one in which really ended up working out for Harbaugh, uh, and what he's done with it has been nothing short of remarkable and commendable. Harbaugh has donated his bonus money, which he won for Coach of the Year for winning the Big Ten Championship, for making the college football playoff. Those are just a few of the bonuses that Harbaugh received. And it's totaling over $500,000 now, I believe. And Harbaugh announced last month that 
those bonuses would be going to folks in the athletic department who had to take mandatory pay cuts or voluntary pay cuts due to the pandemic. So it's something Harbaugh wanted to do, something his wife Sarah wanted to do. And Harbaugh said that Bo Schembechler saying those who stay will be champions resonated with him in this sense that these people in the athletic department, they didn't just didn't quit despite having to take pay cuts. And Harbaugh said that these people have been very appreciative, and Harbaugh said that he is blessed to be in a position to do that. Now, along those same lines, Harbaugh was asked a little bit later about money and the pay cut I just told you about. And Harbaugh, he's not like everybody else. Uh, he's not like Brian Kelly, who left Notre Dame pretty much in the middle of the night for a big payday when a week before he said that uh, basically he'd never leave Notre Dame and uh, that turned out to be a flat-out lie in the way he phrased it and worded it. Jim Harbaugh's not that type of guy and that is not his number one motivator or even number two for that matter. Now of course Harbaugh's already made a lot of money in his life and that uh, always factors in but it comes a point for a lot of people who have money that more is more, they always want more, and greed kicks in. Say what you want about Jim Harbaugh, not a greedy man whatsoever. And uh, Harbaugh said to the question of how he reacted to the new contract and some of the concessions he had to make, he asked. He was asked if it hurt his pride at all. Harbaugh said, I reacted, no big deal. Attacking each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind, as always, it didn't really mean anything to me. It's just money. Big deal. And that's not a cliche when you look at it. I mean, let's just look at that. How many coaches would take that type of pay cut? Most coaches would take that personal. They'd let pride get in the way. And... Look at where Jim Harbaugh is now. He realized that he came to Michigan with a purpose. He came to Michigan not just because they paid him a good chunk of cheddar to begin with. He went to Michigan with options. The Raiders wanted him, and uh, he was a hot commodity in the NFL. But Harbaugh left the 49ers and went to Michigan, and... That was 2015, this is 2021, and Michigan didn't get to a national championship yet. Michigan didn't get to a college football playoff yet as far as when Harbaugh restructured his deal to get an extension. And that is what motivates Jim Harbaugh, his vision, his vision of what he feels he can do at Michigan and He's not going to leave until some significantly positive things develop. Things that are happening right now as I speak. Michigan's in the college football playoff. They have a good chance at beating Georgia. They have a good chance at getting to the national championship. And that's what fools Jim, uh, fuels rather. That's what fuels Jim Harbaugh. It is the sport of football, the sport that he's been around ever since he can remember, brought up in a coach's house, Jack Harbaugh. They moved a lot from western Michigan to 
the University of Michigan and everywhere in between, all the way to Stanford. Jack Harbaugh, he's been around. And Jim Harbaugh and his brother John, who's obviously a Super Bowl winning head coach, you know, they it's in their DNA. And they've always been around it. Harbaugh even shared a story about how in 1976, Michigan was in the Orange Bowl and Jack Harbaugh was on Michigan staff and he said it's just one of the best memories of his life taking a plane for the first time and seeing all these palm trees and he said he and some of the other coaches kids they would throw rocks at uh, the coconuts and knock them down off the trees and try to break them open from there and drink the coconut water and uh, my point is the game of football is all Jim Harbaugh's ever known, and that's all he ever wants to be known for besides being a good person and uh, at least trying to do the right thing when he wakes up in the morning. But he said a, a few years ago or more that uh, you know he wanted to play football, wanted to coach football until he dies, and uh, that's what it's all about to him. He, some people, you know, some people are coaches. And it's their job. Some people don't look at it as a job. And that is where Jim Harbaugh differentiates himself. And that is where Jim Harbaugh uh, stands out in comparison, as I already mentioned, to guys like Brian Kelly. Now, another quote along these same lines Harbaugh had a day was he said, uh, I don't. It doesn't matter what day it is. It's enjoyable to be working on football. Great to be out there. It could be a practice day and you're just out there on the field, under the sky, on the turf. It's a wonderful thing. And then he mentioned the money thing again. You asked me before about it. I do it for free. I would do this job for free. I just love it. Whether it's the first day, first game, or position we're in now, which we very feel really happy about. I guess I've just enjoyed the ride the whole time. Every day is a blessing and happy for it and blessed for it. And I think, uh, you know, look at it this way too. Michigan's players, now, you know, they, they can get paid a little bit for their name, image, and likeness, but they're doing it for free. Obviously, some of these guys get to go to the NFL and make a living, but a lot of these players, the majority, this is it. This is the end of the road for them, and they will have different jobs with a good University of Michigan degree. So uh, I think this type of uh, thought process is something that uh, resonates with Michigan players. They're doing it for free, and they love it. They're doing it for the love of the game. So uh, talk about you know just a we're all in this together type mindset. I think uh, a day before one of the biggest games of Jim Harbaugh's career as a coach and the biggest day, the biggest game for every single player on this Michigan team in their life, uh, this is a good message to exude to uh, the media and to the team. Another big topic today was that uh, something has been reported on, and we, uh, we reported on it yesterday in the podcast, and Jim Harbaugh was asked about it today at the joint press conference. Uh, he was asked about the status of Michigan safety Daxton Hill and uh, the Wolverines Chris Ballas, Michigan insider Sam Webb. They reported that Hill had some uh, 
COVID-related issues. Uh, this morning, Harbaugh said that he's Hill is working through something. Uh, he never was specifically Harbaugh was never specifically asked if it was uh, COVID-related. The um, what he was asked was, "Is Dax Hill with the team this week in Miami?" And uh, Harbaugh said his status is going to be questionable. He's working through something right now. We'll know more today whether he'll be able to play. Uh, Angelique from Detroit News, she uh, cl- wanted Harbaugh to clarify later if he was there now or not. And he, he said that you know he could be there later. Uh, he might be there, might not be. But... Uh, Here's my opinion about it. He's either going to play or he's not going to play. Our page views have skyrocketed today with even the quote I just told you. So everybody's worried, concerned about Dax Hill, if he's going to play or if he's not going to play. The bottom line is, uh, and this is just the truth of the matter, it has to be next man up. I, I don't see, I, I think the outside's more worried about it than the Michigan locker room and the Michigan nucleus. Uh, they're ready to roll. It's it's a it's a large roster and guys have jobs to do. Uh, I don't find this to be a distraction. And the Georgia team can't let it be a distraction either. They can't be thinking too much about it. Oh, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Everybody has a job to do. Everybody has a task at hand. Everybody needs to focus in their own way. And uh, I guess maybe fans could do the same. I mean, it's a great day tomorrow no matter what happens. But uh, uh also, from the looks of it, uh, maybe there's some room for optimism that Mr. Hill will be suiting up for the Maize and Blue. So we'll see. But uh, that that's really all I have to say on that subject. But um, So the Orange Bowl luncheon, in which Harbaugh and Smart uh, attended, uh, it was more lighthearted and... Uh, one of the funnier parts was uh, A.J. Henning, Mike Sainristil, and Roman Wilson were interviewed uh, virtually in front of the crowd, and uh, they were asked who is the best dresser between the three of them, and then five minutes of laughter ensued in the audience because uh, A.J. Henning is very confident that he's the best dressed, Sainristil believes he's the best dressed, and... Uh, Sanders still told the interviewer that, you know, hey, just look, look for me after the game and uh, uh, you be the judge of who's the best dressed. And then uh, Hane uh, chipped in and said, no, hey, you got to find me too. You got to find me too and look at what I'm wearing. And uh, the same uh, the same type of question was, who's the best dancer between the three of them? Henning said he was the best dancer. Sanders still joked that uh, Wilson and Henning are. Uh, what he likes to call TikTok dancers, not real dancers, and that same still he is the best dancer. Uh, the type of questions that were asked at the luncheon were more like this, opposed to the questions that you've all had in your heads and you already know have been answered by Harbaugh and the players and Kirby Smart. And uh, uh, Fowler did the same. He wanted to know about the Kirby Smart and Harbaugh's families, how they crossed paths before, uh, things of that nature. Desmond Howard, obviously the Michigan football Heisman Trophy winner in the early 90s, he was there, and Chris Fowler interviewed him and ESPN's David Pollock, a Georgia player, former Georgia player, rather, who was inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame this year. 
uh, that was kind of interesting. They did they didn't go at it too hard on stage and, and debate, but Howard uh, commended Cade McNamara for how he has dealt with J.J. McCarthy coming into games, but Howard also acknowledged that, hey, when J.J. comes into games, uh, he's done quite well with the packages, and they've thrown him into the fire, and it hasn't been blowout garbage time stuff. It's been, hey, kid, go out there and go do it. And so Howard was impressed with not only McNamara, but McCarthy as well, but uh, it just shows the type of leader McNamara is when he hasn't let things like that phase him or create some unnecessary divisiveness in the locker room because, uh, you know, how's that going to help the team? And I, I think McNamara realizes that. Um, besides that, Howard and Pollock, they both exchange rationale to why the Georgia defense is so good or the Michigan defense is so good and uh, how Michigan has to watch out for the Georgia defense and their defensive line, their front seven. And uh, we'll see. Both of them didn't really want to give a prediction. Uh, I think Howard said he feels it's going to be a close game. Pollock didn't give any prediction. Uh, Chris Fowler, he never gives predictions. He said he just always hopes for a game that goes down to the wire, an entertaining game on television, a good game for him to broadcast and call. And he's been a part of some really good ones, so we'll see if he's part of another good one on Friday night. But, uh, yeah, so... Michigan today, as far as their practice plan, what the plan was, today for them, uh, it, they had a walkthrough and a practice. So uh, they've been hitting it hard this week. They, they've had some fun in the sun, but uh, they're not here for a good time. They're having a good time, but they're on a mission. Harbaugh realize, realizes that. The team realizes that. So that's where they're at. You know, we're, we're – nearing almost 24 hours away until kickoff. So uh, the, the players at this point, they need a good meal tonight, a good night's rest, and uh, say hi to their family once more before morning. And uh, finally, something we got to talk about is John Madden. John Madden passed away this week, and Harbaugh was asked about John Madden, of course, Madden sent Harbaugh a text last month saying how impressed he was by the offensive line of Michigan. And Harbaugh sent that text of Madden's to offensive line coach Cheryl Moore, told him to frame it. And uh, man, did, does that message uh, carry more weight in water and hold even more significance after the legendary John Madden has now passed. Now, uh, John Madden's grandson is on the Michigan team, and this is something maybe some of you may have never realized, but he's somebody trying to help Michigan win too, and he's he's part of the team, part of the nucleus. And uh, here's what Harper said about Madden and Jesse and, you know, all things Madden. He said, uh, everybody knows John Madden. From Jack Harbaugh, who's 82, to Jim, who's 58, and everyone down to Harbaugh's son, who's nine years old. Uh, the players on the team know darn well who John Madden is. They uh, all play the Madden game. So Harbaugh said just so many ways he's affected not just the game of football, but just 
in all the other ways, like Madden, you know, just becoming part of Americana and pop culture for quite some time, a man who's transcended generations. Harbaugh called him a great man, a legend. And as far as his grandson, Jesse, Harbaugh said, Jesse on our team, he's adored. He's contributing, been a big factor, contributing to our success. The day John Madden passed away, I looked over there and saw Jesse Madden. There's a Madden on the football field contributing to this team's success, and his grandfather would be very proud. Well, I think uh, I can speak for Jim Harbaugh in this sense that uh, Harbaugh hopes that Michigan's offensive line and the overall effort would be one that makes Michigan proud tomorrow in the Orange Bowl. So we shall see, my friends, my fans, <laughs> the Mason Brew fans, that is. But, man... 24 hours away, folks. I am seeing more and more Michigan fans here by the hour. I've been here since Monday, and the beaches have been packed. The highways have been slammed. Not only is this the college football playoff tomorrow, but it's going to be New Year's Eve, and Miami is the warmest spot in the United States of America right now. So you have this clash of civilization, and all these people want to do all these different things. That Thousands of people want to go to a football game. Thousands of people want to go to the beach and celebrate a new and hopefully prosperous year in every which way in 2022. But Michigan has one more job to do in the year of 2021, and they need a victory. They need a victory to play one game in January, <laughs> the national championship game. And uh, the competitive juices are flowing even for this rider, this Michigan rider. I'll be in there in the press box, and we will have all the coverage you can possibly want on Mason Brew tomorrow night into the late hours of New Year's Day and New Year's morning and uh, onward and upward from there. And hopefully we have another game to talk about and preview once the dust settles on New Year's Eve. But once again, this has been Trevor Woods from SB Nation's Maize and Brew. You can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. Follow us on Twitter at Maize and Brew. Come to our site. Be part of the community. And we have a lot of talented people contributing in a variety of ways this week and every which week and every which way. So hope to see you on there. And once again, I remind you every podcast to subscribe to us. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever you can find your podcasts. Leave a review, drop a comment, drop me a line. And if you ever have a question, my DMs are always open. Always love to talk about football. Until then, Trevor Woods, see you tomorrow.